Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Lately, I have been just looking at some, some different things as, uh, as I observe. I, uh, I don't ignore culture. I observe culture. And you know, I'm getting to the age now, and I hate, I hate to say it, but I've observed a lot because I've been around for a bit. And what, what I've noticed as, as a culture is, and, and you can, this is Alan's opinion, so you're welcome to disagree with me. I don't believe as an American culture we are getting stronger. And I think much of society's ills that we're facing now are a function of us not being as strong as a culture. I'll give you an example. Some of you probably, I don't think we have any, any, any I don't think we have any World War II vets anymore in here, in the art. We used to have, we used to have a few. Do we have any uh, Korean War vets? Vietnam? That's Vietnam. Okay. Um, the Iraq. Afghanistan, what happened in, in our country during World War II? Uh, Tom Brokaw wrote a book called The Greatest Generation. And it just simply began to talk about the hardships that that generation faced and then what they accomplished. Remember, this was the generation that came out of the Depression and a generation that really faced some challenges. And they were, they were stronger as a generation. Uh, if you look at war history, and I, I, I was part of that group, they actually ended the draft when I was about 14. And so I, I think Vietnam ended when I was 13 or 14. And so I was part of that. There's a, there's a small window of us that never even registered. So I, I never fought. I have great respect for anyone who has been in war and who, is, who has served our country and protected our country. That's, I, have, I have huge respect for them. The, the amount of casualties that America faced in World War II was amazing compared even to what we faced in this Iraq-Afghanistan. In Iraq-Afghanistan, if we go from the period 2003 to the period about 2020, uh, uh, 2003, 03 to 2020, about 17 years, our, the number of deaths we've had of American military has been about 7,000 and about 8,000 contractors. In World War II, in a, in a five-week battle, a campaign called the Battle of the Bulge, America lost 19,000 killed in five weeks. In three months, the, the, uh, the Normandy invasion and that campaign, 29,000. That's, that's within less than six months. That many people. I don't know that right now we have the stomach for those kind of casualties. And I never hope to see them again. What I'm saying is though, as a country, we faced those things. Men and women came back and began to build and it was actually one of the greatest times of prosperity our country's ever seen. But there was a difference in the people that went through there. There was a strength and there was a resilience there. 
Now, again, you're, you're welcome to argue with me. And, and, and to me, it's one of those, we could settle it in heaven. But I don't think that we are as strong and resilient now as a people as we were 70 years ago. And you say, well, what happened? I'm, I am convinced of this. The farther a nation moves away from God, the weaker we become. Does that make sense? You really think how things changed in the years? When I started school, and you're something like, Wow, how old are you? <laughs> when they brought electric lights into my school, <laughs> when, I, when, I started, when I started school, the, the year I started first grade, they took prayer out of school, I think, the year before. It was about 64, 65, that they took prayer completely out of school. You say, well, Alan, prayer out of school is, is not the big deal. No, there's been a general erosion of removing God from our society. Amen. It started with that. Yes, you realize they used to, they used to sign off, uh, the television stations used to sign off sometimes with a prayer or a sermonette. Mm -hmm. That they used to, that local newspapers used to put uh, summaries of sermons of the churches in the area. They taught the Bible in school. You say, well, Helen, are you advocating a return to those days? I don't think we'll ever go back to those days. But my point is this, is that you had God a lot more in our society and we were stronger as a society. So you say, well, well, great. All this good news that you're sharing, it's so good to have you back. I still believe that we can become stronger as a people, but I believe it's going to be God's people who will need to rise up and show the courage and the strength and the resilience that our society is painfully weak in. And a lot of the things that we're missing in society now are, are a function of us moving away from God. And let me show you a, a great verse. We, we actually mentioned this one, one Sunday, I think when Joy was preaching. This is out of Proverbs. It said, the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? A weak and broken spirit. And I think what we're dealing with a lot now in our society is folks who have become weak and broken in their spirits. And so you say, well, and, and listen, I, I think all of us can, can relate to that. I remember a time uh, right after Matthew was born, I was in Bible school. Joy and I, early 20s, I think 20, I was about 24. I was selling insurance door to door in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I was not doing well. And uh, it, was a, it was a pure straight commission job, and Joy had, uh, Joy had been laid off from her, her work. I said she was fired, she said she was laid off, whichever story you want to take. <laughs> Actually, Joy stood up. Joy stood up for special needs adults who were being sexually abused and her job disappeared. So that was, yeah, that was my, that was the courage of my wife. And, and, that, and that's one woman who is courageous. If you live with me for 40 years, you better get some courage up in there. But I was, I was um, selling, I wasn't doing well and Finances were drying up, and it, it was a difficult time. And, and I would, would sleep 
just all the time. And I'm sleeping and I'm sleeping and I'm sleeping. And um, Joy looked at me, she said, something's wrong with you. No one sleeps this much. We're not talking about taking a senior nap. We're just talking about sleeping for hours and I go to bed and I sleep and sleep and sleep. And, and what went to the doctor and began to talk to the doctor, the doctor just looked at me, he said, he said, son, you're depressed. He said, and, and this is your escape mechanism, you're depressed. And I, I had, I was broken on the inside. We weren't doing well, the pressure was on. And so I understand and listen, people who are, are weak and broken in spirit, I get it, I understand it. I just think, I'm just thankful we don't have to stay there. That's right. That's right. And what I wanna just talk about for, for a little bit, we'll, we'll go for a while, but talk about, I wanna talk about how do we become stronger in our spirit? How do we become spiritually stronger? Because here's the thing, we say, well, you know, Alan, my life is pretty good right now and I really don't see the need to be spiritually stronger. Well, the, the only problem with that is life has a really nasty way of throwing stuff our way. And you could be just rocking along and all of a sudden you lose your voice for two months. And some of you are thinking, well, that would be a blessing. No, 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 no. Not if it's your, not if it's your job. And so, as I've been quiet, I've been observant. <laughs> but what I realized is I needed to be stronger to deal. The strong spirit of man will sustain him in, in bodily pain or trouble. How many of you know there are times in your life when you feel strong and there are times when you just don't? I think it was my friend Keith Moore who says, he says, you know you're strong when you look at the garage one day and you go, I am going to clean you out. Or you look at that one closet you have somewhere in your house or the attic and you go, man, I am going to clean you out. That takes a lot. But when you're not strong, you look at that and you go, nah, nah, we'll go another day. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. So all of us recognize there are times when we're stronger and we can take things on. And there are times when we feel when we're not as strong, but, but life still happens. And so the idea is, how can we get stronger? And the Bible shows us how we can get stronger. And here's the great news. This is not about personality. Some people say, well, I'm just, I'm just not, a, I'm not a strong person. Well, for one, stop saying that. Amen. You've been saying the wrong thing for, the, the, for too long. In fact, the Bible even says, let the weak say, I am strong. And so stop with the, I'm, I'm, I'm not strong. I can't do it. I'm just a weak person. I'm just, no, let's stop that. If you belong to the Lord, you're in his family. Amen. And he didn't have spiritual birth defects. Amen. None. And you didn't get cheated. Now maybe your personality is, you're not that strong. Listen, I know people with personalities that are stronger than goat's breath that are not strong people. <laughs> they got a strong, having a strong personality and being a strong person are two completely different things. In fact, sometimes the strongest personality people are, are not strong people. It's bluff. And so, are you okay with that? Can we, can we run with this for just a little bit? And, and learn how to get, he said, because it can help sustain us when trouble comes. In other words, when we're stronger, when trouble comes, there have been times when trouble has come and you've gone, we can handle this. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna plow right through this. And there are times you're like, where can I run and hide? And when I was sleeping so much, that was me running and hiding. 
So let's talk about this. In the Bible, there's some great passages about how can we can develop strength. And so I'm calling this series Heart Therapy. <laughs> Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for their life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So here's, here's right here is, a, is the beginning of what we're going to take a look at and it's some of the components of becoming stronger spiritually. The great news is anybody can become stronger spiritually. Wherever you are right now, you can become stronger spiritually. You know, this is not a matter of, well, you know, we're not talking about building muscles physically, but everyone can be stronger spiritually. You don't seem too convinced of that. I can, I can feel the skepticism. It is, it, listen, there's, this, in God's kingdom, there are not the haves and the have-nots. There's not a group of people It's like, well, those are the amazing spiritual people. I mean, how many of you would probably admit that my wife, Joy, is probably a spiritual person? Those of you who don't know her, she is. She, she really is. She's, she's the real deal. She is strong spiritually. When I met her, she was not. When I met Joy, she was not strong spiritually. She didn't know her Bible. I had to take her to, when I would take her to Lakewood Church, Pastor Osteen would give a, an altar call, ask people to stand up. She stood up every time. I said, sit down, you're embarrassing me. Every time she would stand up. Every time. I'm like, I'm like she's like, I, I don't have peace with God. And Joy would tell you that early on in, in, in our, our marriage, that both of us were weak spiritually and it created additional problems. Because you've got, you're weak and she's weak and then you both need each other, but they're weak and they can't, they, they can't help you. And then it, it, Joe McGee says it's like two ticks on a dead dog. <laughs> you're trying to draw, but there ain't nothing to draw from. That's right. That's right. And so the beautiful thing is, you can get stronger spiritually, every one of you. Every one of us, wherever you are right now. You say, well, I'm, I'm already there. No. You can still get stronger. And so, but how, where does it start? Here's the first place. You're going to have to give God's word priority in your life. He said, my son, attend to my words. This is, this again, is something I feel like as a, even as a society we've moved away from, and I'm, I'm thinking, man, this is not where we need to move away from. This is where we move, need to move to. With all the junk and all the deception and all the stuff that's going on right now, we need the truth of God's word in our hearts and in our lives more than any other time I've ever seen. Because there's so much deception out there and there's so much junk going on. We need truth. And we need the strength that comes from God's word because that's what will strengthen us. And it says here in Jesus actually emphasized, let's talk about, he emphasized the importance of God's word. In talking to the enemy, in Luke 4, 4, Jesus answered him and said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Jesus is actually quoting Deuteronomy 8, 3. And he's talking about the fact that there had been manna, but he said, but man doesn't live by bread alone, man lives by every word of God. Remember, if you're reading with us in Exodus, remember when the nation of Israel came out and they were going through the wilderness and God began to feed them with manna? The manna would drop from the sky. It was bread from heaven. In fact, they didn't know what it was. They said, what is it? That's what manna means. What is it? But it was bread from heaven. And they would take it and they would eat it. But the interesting thing about that manna is they had to go get it every day. It did not fall in their tents. 
it fell outside and they had to go get it every day. Man shall not live by bread alone. You have to be intentional about taking God's word and putting it in your life. It will not fall on you. It will not happen. You can come to church. You can even come to Wednesday nights. But this is not enough. Eating twice a week is not enough. You need to eat every day. How many, I won't even ask how many of you ate today. But I bet it's a, a big majority. Very rarely do I hear people say, you know, Alan, I, I decided this next couple of weeks, I'm just not going to eat. <laughs> really, hope two weeks? Oh, yeah, two weeks. You on the fast? No, nah, I just don't want to eat. <laughs> that ain't happening. That's typically not happening. Why? We need it. And how many of you know if you don't eat for a while, you get what? Thinner. Yes, you get thinner. That's what happens. <laughs> no, you do get weaker if you don't eat. Some of you thinking, that's a trick question, Alan. I know it, but it's still the same thing. Jesus emphasized the importance of God's word. He's, and he's quoting, he's quoting, he said, we need, the, we need the manna. That manna fell from heaven. We have God's manna. It's right here. It feeds us. Amen. And if you're going to be stronger spiritually, you're going to have to eat. You're going to have to make up your mind to eat. And you're like, Alan, I can't quit my job and read my Bible all day. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about you can depend to devote some time that says, I'm going to devote, X, I'm, I'm going to devote some time to reading my Bible. Say, Alan, you talk about reading your Bible all the time because I want you strong. I can't stop all the problems from coming your way in life. As a pastor, I wish I could. I can't do it. But I can encourage you to get strength so when the problems do come, you have the strength to handle them. You want to get strong because you want to handle life, but then here's a bigger picture. Guys, we want to be strong because when we're strong enough to handle our stuff, we actually have something we can help other people with. If we're only just barely surviving, we're just thinking, man, I'm just, I'm just trying to make it myself. I got nothing to give anyone. We want to get to the place where not only we're okay, but we can help somebody else be okay. That's a bigger purpose. That's a bigger way of living. But we have to get strong to get there. It's going to start with an intentionality of God's word. God's word was likened to spiritual food. Jesus was not the only one who referenced that. First Peter 2.2 2 said, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. God's word is for strength. God's word is for growth. And then he said to attend to God's word. Incline your ear, attend. Attend can denote obedience after hearing the Lord's requirements. Isaiah 48, look at this verse here. This is the Lord speaking through Isaiah. He says, thus says the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I'm the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. Oh, that, oh, that you had heeded or attended or heard my commandments. Listen to them and kept them. Why? Then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. God, you can hear the heart of God. Oh, that you just done what I said. He said, your peace would have been like a river in your waves. Climb, attend, listen, incline your ear to my sayings. To incline your ear means to stretch your, to, to, to almost to stretch your ear out to pay attention. Now, I know you're, you're here listening. Most of you are not on your phones. Um, you, you know, one of the, one of the things... <laughs> 
that, that people have said when they come back to church. And it's so good to see so many of you here on a nasty night. Yes. Amen. Extra gold star for you. Yes. Redeemable. Yes. But they're, they're not redeemable in the cafe. You got to wait to heaven till you get the reward. But, <laughs> but, but one of the things that people have said is, it is better when I come. And here's one of the key reasons to come. One, you get to see other believers. One, there's a corporate faith there. Yes. Here's another thing. It is easier to pay attention when you're here. When you're home, and I love you guys at home, but I know some of you are sitting in your underwear right now munching on a sandwich, listen to me. Because I have done it. We're sitting there watching one, one morning, and we're watching church, Joy and I, we're, we're out, so we're watching church. And sure enough, right in the middle, I get up and go up and get myself a big bowl of cereal, start scrounging around in the pantry for something else. It's, it's easier to focus when you're here. Because if you're eating here, we're going to talk to you. But you, can, but you can focus just for a little bit. But, but that, this paying attention is, is the kind of attention you want to pay if, if you've ever been in the airport and your flight was canceled and you're sitting around waiting and then they come on and say, attention all of you who are on flight 132 going to Charlotte, North Carolina. Here's some information about your... How many of you know you're paying attention? Because you want to hear about your, your flight that just got delayed and now they're saying that this is what's going to happen or that's what's going to happen and you got people all around going, what do you say, what do you say, what do you say? <laughs> that's paying attention. That's, that's like, I need to hear what's being said because what's being said is going to determine whether or not I get on a plane or not. And so I'm, I'm paying attention. And this is the implication behind this, that we, have, that we have an ear for God's word. What is God saying? Not what everybody else is saying. There's a million voices right now. We need to hear what God is saying. You need to hear what God is saying in your family, in your, in your life with your children, with your future, with what's going on. Lord, what are you saying? Because missing flights now is bad. We, we don't want to miss what God's saying. And so it's pay attention. And it's, a, it's an intense attention. It's not a, it's not a casual. And, and for all of you who are still eating chicken, I still love you. You know that. But I, it just, the, the key is it's harder to focus when you've got so many things. And this is one of the challenges of our generation is all the distractions that we have. We have major distractions. And one of the, one of the things I always encourage people on, on this one, now this is where I, this is where I start, to, start to geese a little bit. You know what geezer is. <laughs> I'm not gonna, but I, I would encourage you, um, get a Bible that doesn't have notifications. <laughs> so that when you're reading, nothing pops up that said, had some awesome tacos this afternoon. <laughs> you're like, wow, those tacos sound good. With this kind of Bible, this is like old school Bible. No notifications pop up. It's easy. We say, well, come on, Alan, does it matter? It matters if you're done. If you're, if you're someone who can do it digitally, that's great. 
But I found that with, with digital, I got so much stuff going on digital, it's so easy for me to bounce around like a squirrel. Here comes, like. <laughs> I'm the only one, right? I'm right, right. I'm the only. It's, it's, the, it's the challenge of. And so I, I would encourage you, say, well, just focus. It's a, it's a focus thing. And so, so I've gotten to about like two points out of all my notes tonight. But we'll continue this. See, with me back, I can just like hook onto this train. We run for a while, and so it's good. So I'm back for a couple of weeks. Justin, when is night of worship? 22nd. 22nd. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Man, we got all kinds of good things going for you in February. We got Vibe Night going for those of you parents who, who brought your kid. We had hundreds of kids out there who had no idea it was bad weather. They're out there in short sleeves. I'm like, dear Lord, help them, Jesus. Yes. But aren't you glad they're coming? Yes. Aren't you glad that, that we have a ministry that's able to reach hundreds of kids, and many of them have never been in church, yes. and we're so glad. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you, because you're, you know, your giving enables us to buy Chick-fil-A to these kids. Yes. Say, well, you're just bribing them to come to church. That's exactly what we're doing. That is exactly right. And Chick-fil-A is a great bribe. In fact, I may go out there myself after this is over just to see. But there's usually, it's like locusts have gone through the Chick-fil-A. There's, there's nothing but. Let's take a moment and, and, and bow your heads with me. Let's pray. If you came this evening and you say, you know, Alan, I don't even have a relationship with the Lord. and I know that. He knows that but I know I need some change in my life. Or maybe you're one that says, I, I used to walk with the Lord. I had a relationship with him and I've fallen away from him and I don't want to stay there anymore. I, I want to come back. We're going to say a prayer. We're not going to have you stand up, come to the front. We're, we're not trying to highlight you, but we are trying to give you an opportunity to make a connection with the one who loves you more than anyone else and the one who's got such a wonderful plan for your life. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If that's you that I'm talking to and you say, Alan, that's me, I, I, I don't know the Lord and I want to or I'm not sure or I've been away and I want to come back, would you pray for me? Would you just acknowledge that real quickly, slip your hand up? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you for your courage. It takes, it takes courage and humility to admit that, but that's such a good thing. We're going to pray. Maybe you didn't lift your hand. You're thinking, oh, I missed, I missed it, I missed it. No, no, no. This is still a hard thing. This is a hard prayer. We're going to lead you in it, and you just pray with us. Say, dear God, dear God I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now. I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Heavenly Father, thank you for those who prayed that prayer. Such a quick, powerful, marvelous prayer that brings people out of darkness into the light or brings them back home. We're so grateful for that. 
Thank you. You made it so easy for us to receive you. Thank you for that. And Father, for all of us, I pray that we can be strengthened with might by your spirit in our inner man and that we would give time to feed on your word because it makes us strong. And the stronger we are, the better we represent you. We give you all the praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message has blessed you. Don't forget to check us out on all the social platforms. We're uploading encouraging content on a regular basis. For more information, go to thearcchurch.com. Have a great week.